All right. All right. All right. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening, wherever you are in the world. My name is Bison, a.k.a. Bison Trades over on Twitter. And welcome back to another episode of Rare Fud Radio. On today's episode, we have yet another awesome interview lined up for you guys. It is with Corrupt from Jacon Studios. If you guys don't know about Jacon Studios, they minted, uh, I think, almost nine months back or so. I think it was about midsummer, if I remember correctly. Um, and have since been building. They've been building out art rework. They've been keeping everything low key. They do have an SPL token called Troop. I'm excited to dive into everything Jacon with them. But first, we welcome up our wonderful co-host, Dorian. Dor, how are we doing today, my man? Yo, what's going on, dog? Every day is a holiday. Happy to be here with Jacon for the day, dog. Not going to lie. I've heard about Jacon for a while now, but I have barely done any research on them. You know how the space is. I should rephrase that. I barely did any research on them before this interview, huh? I don't want to come unprepared. So I'm super excited to have Corrupt on to talk about Jacon, man. What about you, dog? Um, I'm good, man. I, the, the market is alive after a scary little dump we had, what, uh, what, three days ago or so? Yeah, dog. We seem to be back on track. Solana is sitting about 23.85. Bitcoin hit 25K. Uh, super pumped about that. Ethereum's on a nice little tear. I would imagine the blur air, airdrop has uh, something yeah. to do with that as well. A lot more liquidity in the ecosystem. So mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. things are moving right along. Unfortunately, though, with the volatile soul asset, Usually means Solana NFTs are hitting the fan. It just always happens. I don't know what it is. And again, it's weird because over on Ethereum, it doesn't matter the price movement. Those things are pumping right now. And again, probably goes back to the blur airdrop. Very equivocal to what we saw in our NFT market when we got the bonk airdrop, right? And so um, we could talk a little bit about what's going on over there versus what's going on in Solana. Um, but for right now, Let's jump into the market statistics. Last I checked, not looking so hot, right? It depends on yeah, what you're looking at. If you're looking on Soul Sniper, we are sitting at about 6,000 buyers uh, versus 12,000 sellers. Not a good ratio. 77,000 Solana volume, according to Soul Sniper. But if you go over to TXO, it is a little bit more forgiving. 124K volume. So not terrible. You really want to see Soul Sniper. It feels like when you go above 100K Solana volume, you start creeping up towards 8K or even 10K plus buyers. Mm -hmm. That's when we're really starting to see market movement. But until then, dude, I'm celebrating 10% gains. Like it is, it's not a fun environment to trade NFTs right now. Uh, a 10% gain versus the illiquidity that you have in NFTs. It it's just, it. honestly, it's not worth it right now. So um, it hasn't been very fun. And uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, the nice thing is, our picks are doing really well. I wish you had stuck with your Klanos pick because those. Dude, uh, I knew weird. my ABC pick was risky, dog. But the thing is, I'm like, you know what? I don't know what's going to like. I'd never doubted Klanos. I was never fading Klanos. But I'm like, HGE is a wild card. So I feel a little risky this week. So it's more like I'm a gamble by going with the safer bet, which would have been Klanos, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you win some, you lose some, right? But. Again, uh, Tio Infants made a nice push right at the end, right at the yep. death of it. So maybe you'll get the There's same. There's still time, dog. Can't fade those guys. Um, Transdimensional Foxes that actually did pretty well. There's a nice little 10% pump on them post-show. They're sitting at a, a little under 16 right now. So still above water, still in the green. You love to see it. Um, Subber Keys also doing fairly well. Mm -hmm. They did pump up to like, 5.5 almost six the other day and then yeah. Solana pumped and now they're back down to like yep. 4.75 so 
that just it just sucks with like this wide range of volatility with Solana, man. Or at least it feels wide compared to a lot of the other times. Back when we were ranging between what twenty nine to thirty three. Even then, I don't feel that that range was as bad because it would be between like 30 to $31 for like a month at a time. And I think people were more comfortable trading in that environment. Vice's huge couple, relatively huge couple dollar swings. So yeah, man, like holding on to NFTs right now is just is not it. Unless it's something you have extremely high conviction in. But even then, it's like we're seeing pullbacks across all these collections. Like might as well hold soul or if you're buying something, Better immediately be taken out a loan on it. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that's another case in point is one, you know, back when we were trading around that $30 range, uh, you know, a few dollars was only um, like three, six percent. Right. Versus yep. this. I mean, a move from 20 to 23, almost 24 is like a 15 to 20 yes, percent gain. So mm-hmm. it's just a large volatility gap um, in these swings. And, and because of that, a lot of people, it's it's just not worth the stress to me of having to worry about, really, you need to be looking at the Bitcoin chart always, whenever you're trading anything mm-hmm. um, in crypto, Bitcoin is king, it will continue to be king for the foreseeable future, and everything is pretty much dictated on the pace and velocity of Bitcoin. So you have to check the Bitcoin chart, then you have to check and see what Solana's doing, is it moving, you know, is it correlated, is it moving, um, you know, in high correlation to Bitcoin in terms of velocity, so if Bitcoin's ripping... Is it still playing catch up? Did it lead the market? And then you have to worry about, okay, well, if there's volatility coming up, should I be making these NFT trades? Then you have to look at the NFT uh, charts themselves. It's exhausting. And so a lot mm-hmm. of people mm-hmm. right now are, are just sidelined, it seems like. I, it's not like liquidity completely left the system because a lot of people just want Solana exposure. So yeah. the nice thing is hopefully we find our footing. Hopefully we find a place that people start feeling comfortable with risk on assets because it's already risky enough holding Solana, right? I mean, we've seen a large fluctuation. It's even more risking holding basically, you know, uh, an option on Solana, mm-hmm. a, a derivative of on yep. Solana and not, you know, derivative art. I'm talking like actual financial derivatives because that's essentially what it is. So we're going to see what happens there. Um, nonetheless, there are some plays that have done really well lately. I mean, we talked about Subber, we talked about Klainos, we talked yep. about all this good stuff. And one of the plays that has done incredibly well is Jacon Studio. So um, it is nice to see uh, Corrupt on here. We'll bring him up in just a few seconds. But just to show you the chart and see what kind of social sentiment we've had behind it, it's been pretty massive. And so looking at the chart, um, we did have a nice run-up all of a sudden from, um, you know, we hit a low of about 1.5, 1.6. And since then, has been on a nice upward trajectory. I'm actually glad we're having them on right now because it's a pretty good price to buy. If I'm sharing my screen right now, which I'll go ahead and do, um, we can go ahead and pull this up. And I'm going to show you that this actually pretty decent time to buy. I mean, if I'm extending this chart out real quick, you can see it's a clear uptrend, right? And so any sort of cool downs have usually been met with nice pullbacks up to the trend. So um, I'm excited. This is, I, I love when we have a guest on that it kind of lines up with what I would consider a, a highly probable good opportunity. Um, but nonetheless, this is not yeah. financial advice. Nothing we say on here is we're just a bunch of bozos trading JPEGs. So without further ado, um, let's find out what it's all about. As a Jacon holder, I'm excited because I want uh, Corrupt over here to pump my bags. That would be fantastic. But even if he doesn't, I'm excited for the future of Jacon. They've obviously proved that they've been around for a while mm-hmm. and corrupt mm-hmm. is no exception. He's very forward facing. 
and I'm excited to have him on. So let's go ahead and bring him up. How you doing, Corrupt? Indeed. Hello. How are you guys? <laughs> doing hey, fantastic, up, man. Doing fantastic. How about you? Um, I'm okay. I'm tired, but it's okay. <laughs> Yo, yes. I think being tired is just part of being in Web3. Like, you're always tired. Like, nonstop. <laughs> no, I feel you. I do feel you. Yeah. I mean, well, it's, it's also funny, too, because, you know, we get a lot of people from different time zones. And so I didn't know Corrupt was on PST. Uh, obviously a little bit different and <laughs> corrupt was running to his PC before the show corrupt, uh, just having technical difficulties, which I'm glad somebody else <laughs> is filling the Joe void because Joe right now is moving in case you guys are wondering where Joe is. He has not left the show or anything like that. He'll be back. You know, Joe, mm -hmm. he takes his little breaks. Um, but once he's back in to where he's moving, I'm not going to disclose his location. Uh, he will be back and ready and good to go. So until then, Corrupt, it's nice to see that somebody has taken the throne of technical difficulties. <laughs> but we're glad you're here, and we're glad to talk about Chacon Studios. Now, let's Absolutely. jump right into it, though. Let's talk a little bit about you. Let's talk a little bit about how you got into NFTs and what your role is with Chacon. Yeah, we can do that. Um, so for me, I don't know. I think I don't even know how long I've been in the space for. It feels like years. Um, I know, right? Probably like, bro, it feels like forever. I'm going to say mm -hmm. my first mint on Solano was Meerkat Millionaires or even potentially infinity labs if you guys remember those like oh, ai art oh yes yeah, dog. Those? yeah. oh yeah infinity um, labs Jeez. that was a good time that was a good time uh, <laughs> but yeah that was like that was my first minute i i think that's probably around when i got in the space um i was trading crypto for probably like i don't know six to eight months before that like, i've I just been around it feels like it's been i don't even know how long it's been but yeah so jikon i guess um for me, it, it initially was just myself and, and one of my friends who is no longer on the team, but we just wanted to create a project. Um, and the steam that came behind Jacon Premint was just like, I don't know. I don't know if you guys remember the Premint hype, but it was definitely there. It was, like, it was pretty fucking crazy. We didn't really, it wasn't really something we expected. Um, so just kind of like filling into the role and just kind of learning as, you know, I've gone along um, has been one of those experiences where on paper, like from someone who's just like buying NFTs, trading NFTs, and actually like directing the project as a whole, it's a totally different fall game. Um, and I feel like I haven't had this conversation in like a while. Normally, when I have like these sets of calls, or I guess I don't know, this is like this is like usually pre mint AMA stuff. So I haven't said stuff like this in a while. But thinking about it um, and just kind of like recollecting my thoughts on this entire like, oh, how'd you start in the space conversation? Um, it really is like a totally different ball game when you actually like sit in that and sit in the seat of like a consumer to like a creator to some extent. Um, but yeah, it's been fun. That has been fun. Yeah. Oh, it definitely is. And I know door gets it as uh COO of cyber samurai over there. Cyber and then samurai. I've just recently, you know, I've been with the, the remnants team for a while now, but have taken more of a lead role with heist coming up. So you're right. I mean, as somebody who is just now getting into more of like a project management and lead role, it is a totally different ball game. And trying to um, manage emotions, manage expectations from the consumer side, um, trying to align visions between everybody, align incentives. It, it's a lot to take in, man. And and so, uh, one props to you for still sticking around. I mean, it is no like short of a feat because looking at um, uh, you guys have been minted since uh, late May, if I remember May correctly, 29. early June. 
Yeah. yeah. So you, I mean, you guys have stuck around. You guys, I, at first, it was it was kind of a rocky slope just because you were coming in like right around the the end of the bull run, and we were all on a decline like across the board. Um, but you guys stuck around, and you guys have had a nice upswing, especially lately. Um, one of my favorite people in crypto, DS, is big on Jacan, and uh, I love to talk Jacan Studio. So talk me through Mint Day, and talk to me about how we got to where we are now. Yeah, no, yo, Mint was a mess. Mint was actually such a mess. Um, we we bounced around launch pads a lot. Like we just we I don't know what the fuck that was like the whole. That was around reptiles, so there were like a few launch pads. That was everyone was like bitching at each other. Um, so yeah, we bounced around. We ended up launching on Soulport. Um, Mending experience was good on Soulport, from my understanding. I think it went smoothly as it usually does. Um, but yeah, Mint was pretty messy, and Mint Day, like, yeah, like we low key got funded to shit on Mint Day. Like Mint Day was not a good day. Um, we did mint out uh, in decent time as well, and yeah, I, I don't think it could have been a lot worse. But I mean, since then um god that was so long ago since then i don't know we've just kind of been working it it took us a while to get into the group of things after mint i think um minted being a mess and kind of ending on a bad foot along with market and just like that huge surge of quote-unquote liquidity that came in like with okay bears with trip and Ape, with like all these projects that we kind of launched at the same time around ish right um but yeah we just i feel like from mint that's when it got real and I don't think that we, as like a team, were necessarily prepared for what would come following Mint Day. Um, and I think that it took us a little bit to actually get into the groove of just like understanding how the space moves. Like, how do we, you know, please our holders? How do we do these things? And like, there was a while where we we went sub one soul. We just kind of went down to the trenches, whatever. Um, and, you know, I think for me, like the, the best thing I can say about my team is like, we're pretty malleable. Um, and I think that the discipline and, and resilience to actually learn from our mistakes and just kind of understand like, okay, we totally fucked up trying to do this, but like, this is what works. Can I, can I curse on here? Is that cool? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. We, we, we <laughs> kind of abandoned all hope, dude. It's DGENs, right? I, I do not care. Like at the end of the day, it is, it is <laughs> web three. They're very accustomed to this language. <laughs> I feel that, but okay. Yeah. So like we, we just like, I don't know. We kept on fucking up over and over and over. Like, and there was a reason we went below mint. There was a reason we went below one soul um so i just think part of it is just like okay how do you bounce back how do you figure out like okay where do we go wrong how do we fix it so i think that's just part of the fight yeah dude i'm glad like you acknowledge that there's too many people that in this space that'll be like oh man like we're doing a great job and we're below <laughs> one soul it's like nah sometimes it's like you're below one soul for a reason uh not only because the market values you at that but maybe you've been messing up so it's important <laughs> to do some self and uh, analyzing what you did so i commend that yeah, thank you so much, man. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, and and dude, I remember the the mint hype because you guys were clustered around the same time as a bunch of other hype mints. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Hydra was at the you know yes. the tipping point really of yeah. of when they you know they were at the peak of their their existence and then all of a sudden just absolutely fell off. Um, because, <laughs> oh, um, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. like you had to deal with that too because you did have to switch to Soulport, right? And then it yeah. was the the migration from Hydra because they had the back end um issues where you know there's insider trading and like they knew which ones were going to be rare and which ones weren't they knew um how to get whitelists to their teams like under the radar like it was it was bad right and so not only did you have to switch uh launch pads but you also had to deal with like because you were associated with them there was going to be fud regardless right and it's just like it is always an uphill battle when you're facing fud that's not even your fault right and then 
Jeez. comes out. Um, like uh, Vandal and you came out at the same time. The original art artists for both the projects were about the same, and uh, so like a lot of people are like, dude, what is going on here? And so the fact that you took all of that foot in stride, you had to switch mint or uh, launch pads, you had to figure out, okay, what's our like, how do we get back to our unique value proposition and deal with FUD that was outside of your control is nothing short of amazing. I mean, you guys went down to below one soul and now look where you are. Like, even when the market is absolutely, you know, kind of capitulating in a sense, because we don't want to to soul price movements. You guys have been strong. I mean, it's been a nice, strong upward trend for a while. Um, let's talk a little bit about a few things. So one, I want to talk about Troop. Because I think Troop is always interesting. We see a lot of projects come in with the SPL token. Can you walk us through what Troop was created for and like what purpose that you guys have set out for it? Yeah, so this is SPL tokens. Okay. <clears throat> so Troop was created just... Um, we actually... Okay, pre-mint, we were honestly debating like, oh, token, no token, whatever. But we ended up going with the token just in terms of flexibility and usability. Um but yeah, so Troop, you yield 8.88 Troop every day for staking your Chicon. Um, right now it's used for, I don't know, we were running raffles, but raffles, I don't know, like, oh, raffles, whatever, right? So yeah, um, yeah like, have, dude, I agree with you on that. If somebody who else <laughs> works on a project, it's like, not only do you have to maintain them, but you also can't just throw riffraff in the raffle either. Like, and that, <laughs> it, it, you, dude, you know, and it's just like every project has it now. So it's not even a selling point anymore. <laughs> we don't be doing raffles anymore. Um, partially, <laughs> partially out of laziness, but also partially because they're not, there's nothing exciting about a fucking raffle. So, um, yeah, so we <laughs> use it for raffles. Um, we had like the DTM, which was like, uh, it's kind of like a gumball machine with like dynamic rarities, whatever, essentially just gambling. Um, but right now, it's Troop's biggest utility. And for me, like, I will say this about SPL tokens before. Actually, let me finish, and then I'll go back to my thoughts. Um, yeah, so right now, like, you can use Troop to pre-evolve your Jacon, aka meaning that you would get a uh, all those Infinity logos. Um, the the sceneries that you see on Magic Eden, those are pre-evolved Jacons, meaning that um, their metadata gets wiped, and they're giving a rarity. And, you know, that image sort of represents what their rarity is. And by pre-evolving, you're not really getting the image you're more so getting access to um i don't know my name my name is jake that's crazy um you're not really pre-evolving you're getting access to the utilities that will come with pre-evolutions which is essentially just like a pop-up shop for us to test new utilities and just kind of things that we want to maybe present to other projects whatever it's basically just like a, a testing ground to some extent um but yeah so that's like the first thing that i think is most important following that will be obviously the art upgrade and like full-on evolutions as we're as we're calling it because if you have an ape and then like through time the ape will evolve to a human which is kind of like that's the lore behind it i guess right so um yeah so right now i think pre-evolutions interacting with that whole entire like group of utilities and then full-on art upgrade to humans will be the biggest use cases for troop and i do want to circle back to sbl tokens as a whole and i feel like i don't know i do kind of want to talk about it like for me um i feel like coming with this art upgrade we still need to do like our numbers we still need to do some math and figure everything out but like um, i feel like everyone's kind of over spl tokens like from my perspective and from other projects perspectives and honestly i feel like you'll probably agree with me to some extent having that pressure of like having to recirculate this token to provide value yes. but when it's really not even that much value it's like okay like do we want to try to do something totally different do we want to like what do we want to do because for me the way that i see troop right now is like it's really not worth anything. It's probably worth 
two and a half cents. Um, so holders are making 17 cents a day per G-Con. That is if it gets sold on Famous Fox. So for me, it's like, okay, I'd rather take the risk while the token's low and try to do something that's fucking crazy, make some headlines, like have more people come in and just like have the token find its own utility. Um, there's so much infrastructure built around SPL tokens that something like clubs or like sub DAOs, whatever, like that's where an SPL token should be used. I think from a project standpoint, there's a different route to go about because for me, like the last thing I want to be worrying about is counting how many wallets have over a thousand troop, how many, like what the circulating supply is, who's holding what, like there's just too much going on for me to like fucking try to recirculate this thing the, that like doesn't price, provide that much value. Liquidity pools. Like, and that's the thing with <laughs> SPL's tokens, man. It's like, regardless of how much you try, you cannot have the holders detach the dollar value of that SPL token. So as that thing drops, you're going to get people complaining, regardless of like how much you tell them, dog, whatever, dude. So I, I, I'm right there with you, man. Like SPL tokens are just a lot of, I think create more problems for the project than they're worth. Than it solves, yeah. Yep. It definitely does. And like, to even fall off of that, like, again, when it comes to like, okay, what are we going to do with Troop, whatever? There's not enough Troop in circulation for my current math on, on art upgrades and just like that full process. So it's like, okay, well, what the fuck do we do now? Because for me, like, I want these guys to go and upgrade their, their NFT. Like, I don't want to see these sceneries anymore. I don't want to see these apes anymore. Like, I just want to see the humans. So for me, I'm like, okay, how do I kind of balance, like, convenience with, like, supporting everybody who's been, like, holding Troop and, like, planning the sell point on art upgrade? Like, how do I find equilibrium here? How do I, like, kind of figure this out? So that's, like, another thing that I'm trying to do the math on as well. So it's just... I don't know. I feel like when you implement an SPL token, you constantly just work to recirculate that supply over and over and over again. Um, and it really is just like, it's just, a, it's just a fucking spiral. It literally just keeps going in circles. Like drives you crazy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I, well, one, I could not agree more, especially we were in a, a meta, right. Where it was like forced SPL. Like if you didn't have an SPL, it was a, mm -hmm. your project wasn't anything. What's the utility on it? Um, you know, dust came out and I think it set a precedent. Like a lot of people are like, Oh, I gotta have an SPL. Um, you know, especially Absolutely. since D gods had their meteoric rise and dust went to like $6 and like, Oh, anything with an SPL is going to rip like that. Right. And, and so a lot of people got like trapped in that confinement that, not everybody is going to pull that off nor it's very hard to especially with collections like yours where we don't have any expansionary measures mm -hmm. and what i mean by that is you are capped literally at your supply and that's not even including like how many unique holders you have so it's really just Absolutely. people trying to circle jerk each other to yeah. pump up this price when there's no outside demand um unless you do a raffle in which case i mean like you can get people that are like man i want this raffle but the since everybody is doing it now it's spread so thin where there's not a concentrated one like dust had in its run up so we're, we're just seeing like this economy is a scale right like we as we grew as web3 spls just got you know out wiped and outdated and i think you're absolutely right with spls one uh, you know it doesn't really make sense outside of maybe you know like we're in a game economy with remnants right like we have to have an spl yes. because you have to have in-game currency but not in everything makes sense. And I think you're you're absolutely right when it comes to these sub DAOs and clubs that you can integrate an SPL and it would be more of a social value indicator or like a time held indicator of, you know, anything cool we do. 
since you've been here from the beginning and it's measured by, you know, your SPL token or whatever you have, you can redeem a, a stake or a share or whatever that looks like, you know, within the confines of the law. And I, I, I think you're absolutely right. Um, yeah. And I mean, even with that, like when we talk about dust or even dust and forge are kind of like my, my go-to for solid SPL references. Um, I feel like dust was the first, but like when you think about the general market landscape and like, Oh, dust is at a dollar, whatever, dollar 50. How many coins can go to a dollar 50? Not very many. Um, there really just isn't enough liquidity here to have that many valuable tokens. Um, and even with that, like if you're not first or last, they were the first. And obviously that value has held itself. And um, for us, it's, it's not like let's bitch and moan about it. Like I, I really do want to find a solution because I feel like there are a lot of projects that kind of deal with this problem and kind of feel like, okay, like we have this token, what the fuck does it do? Um, so, you know, that's something that we're kind of working on the back end to solve. And just honestly, I think in my head, the way that it should work is clear. I just think, um, kind of onboarding people and onboarding everyone to like agree and be like, oh yeah, like this is a good idea is, is kind of the tricky part. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll cook something up. We always do. Yeah, absolutely. And, and there's no reason you, you shouldn't, but at the same time, like you don't have to force it. And I think yes. it's one of the things that I appreciate so much about Ethereum NFTs, not saying I like, you know, ETH, the network or anything like that, but the people over there have a different mindset. And I'm not mm -hmm. sure if it's a function of price because they've held on for so long. And I've been saying this for a while, their cost basis on the underlying asset is so low for the majority of them. Like a lot of people got, you know, sub hundred dollar ETH, sub $400 ETH. And so any fluctuation in price, they're like, well, it's either a 4X multiple or a 10X multiple, right? Like, what do I care? I'm still making money. And um, they held, they have stronger hands over there. And they also hold for the, the idea of this is fun. They're building out a brand and everything like that. And we don't really have that on Solana. It's like, what's the utility? When can I get it now? How can I get value driven back to me immediately? And it's like super short, short sighted. So it's one of the things that I wish the community at large would kind of like give founders like yourself time. Like I love the art upgrade when it's not forced and it doesn't feel like it's forced for you guys. Like the art upgrade, like we can talk about it in a little bit on your artists and everything that went into it. But um, for me, it was like, this is, we're building out lore. We're building out a cool brand and IP over here. We are Jacon studios. You literally see studios in the name. Like let's, let's focus on that. And so it's getting back to, not what's the meta, but what's going to actually propel our, our project to have unique value proposition. Um, so I think I think you're doing it right. I think it's kind of like, well, we're in a bear market. We break off from the meta and we do our own thing. And this is the time to do it. And people start respecting it a lot more. So let's talk about what's in store for the future. We can talk about the art upgrade. We can talk about the artists that are involved, as well as the future plans for Jacon. Yeah, so future plans for Jacon. Um, I, I think let's talk about why we did it. I feel like, honestly, a lot of people just like like the bitching and playing. Um, just about, oh, like you guys did it because they're doing it. You guys did this, whatever. Right. If you go and look at the original Ape Jacons, like the layering was bad. It was honestly just like, I don't know. It wasn't good layering. The art wasn't cohesive. Like we had the problem where we looked similar to said other project, whatever, which if we want to get specific about it, I have no problem kind of, explaining that whole thing um but yeah it needed to be done and along with that like going to humans um gcon means time for reference so a lot of people were like shocked they were like yo like why are you doing humans like why not an ape um it, evolution <laughs> evolution scientific but like so for me like yeah that 
I get a lot of those comments. I'm kind of sitting there like, okay, like, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Um, but the other thing too is like, for me, I, I feel like from a PFP perspective, and we'll get more into like the depths of what a PFP is. Um, from a PFP perspective, I feel like humans just do it. Um, and for me, like when it was like, okay, because part of it was like, oh, maybe we'll go back in time. Maybe we'll do like half our human, half or like more primitive ape, whatever. But for me, I was sitting there and, and like when it came down to it, I was like, bro, I was like, I want a human PFP. Like that, right. That's what I want. So let's just do the entire collection of fucking humans. And let me tell you, the humans are not easy. Um, like not at all. It's really just not easy because no. they need to be, they're not dead. They're not gods. They're not like anime characters with special abilities. They're not, they're just humans, which is really difficult. How do you have like some sort of intended rarity? when you just have a normal human, like a normal guy, like these guys are people that you'll see walking on the streets. Now, granted, we will have some traits that aren't realistic, obviously, but you know what I mean? We can't just like, we kind of have to play it safe. And it's like, then you also have like, okay, like what hair is everyone rocking with? Like what color hair should we do? How do we make sure that this color hair looks cohesive with like this jacket? Like, okay. Like as an example, bro, blonde hair is really hard to work with. Um, especially when you're drawing it, like blonde hair is tough because you have to have the right tint of yellow. The yellow has to go with the background, but also have to like not clash with any of the traits. Like blonde is tough. So for me, like, yeah, we're in terms of artists, um, we started off when we were working like really heavily with Arkan Fu. Um, and he's on, if you actually here, let me send you links. Um, and you can maybe pull it up if you would like. Um, we're working really heavily with Arkan Fu and Jinraf. And they're both um, Indonesian artists. They're, they're the best. Like I... Yeah, I I've heard of Arkan Fu. Yes, they're literally the best guys ever. Let me let me get this link because I, I would like to show you. No, while you're pulling that up, I definitely, I, dude, Jinraf and Arkanfu are like some of my favorites. Jinraf especially, like his art scenes are absolutely immaculate. Like I, I I've seen very few, so, and I've I've said this for a while. Like Indonesian artists are just, yeah, they're built different, dude. I've, I don't know what it is that they're feeding them over there or what, but <laughs> one, they crank out in, in at an incredible rate, and then two the stuff they come up with is just like visually beautiful. And so I, I could not agree more. And Jim Raff is like the, the pinnacle of Jim Raff. Of is him. Jim Raff is him. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, I, I just sent both in Twitter DMs or in our group chat. Um, okay. We found, we got lucky. I think we got lucky with both of them. We found Jin like before everyone else found Jim, we found Jim when he was getting like four soul sales, five soul sales. So when we found him, it was just like, fuck yeah, like we aren't gonna get we aren't gonna get eagled, like everything's gonna be good. Um and Fu was like we found him around the same time and we we're like, all right, like, let's just take both of them. Um they're both literally the nicest guys, like they're so sweet to work with. There's, like it was Jim's birthday the other day. We wished him a happy birthday. He was really happy about it. Um <laughs> but no, I mean it's just like in terms of communication, this is like another question I get a lot. I had a call with like um I don't know. I don't, I don't do, I don't like to name drop, but I had a call with an artist and he was like, Oh, so he was like, um, are you, are your artists like working together? Are you guys all in the same like house? And I was like, no, <laughs> like that doesn't, that's not a normal thing. Like, no. So in terms of communication with them being from Indonesia and like, just like the language barrier to some extent, they, they do know some English. Um, the language barrier is definitely there and just like communication is there. So we've had to try to like navigate our way around. And like, I think Bennett, I don't know if Bennett's still here, but he was in chat earlier um like bennett has like this notion set up with like all these traits and just like circling things and like drawing lines and like all these different things it's just like really just trying to be thorough um and make sure we get the right message across and they're literally like they're just so wholesome and sweet to work with so it's been fun 
Um, and we have been like really pressing them because of just how many iterations we've done. Um, but I think that this coming iteration will be, will be it. Like I'm feeling really good about um, where the art is right now. And it took a lot in terms of just like figuring out color relativity, color theory, color cohesiveness, trait cohesiveness, like layering, but also layering of the clothing like the way that a shirt mm-hmm. falls on you, um, mm-hmm. depending on the way that you're sitting, depending on the way that you're standing, like- um, Making sure it doesn't clash with other traits. Dude, it's so much, like people don't understand that goes on in the back no, end. They, it's don't like, get, they don't get it. No, they just want the thing to release to like, so they can flip it real quick. It is just like, yeah. yo, calm down so we can make this the best art possible. That's what I mean. I, I think, okay, so like, in terms of humans and in terms of all that, like whatever, I, I genuinely do believe that like, best human pfp like i I really think that we're going for it i really think it's a solid uh, just like a solid design and and that's kind of like the way we've been taking it is as as a design um i guess proposition design problem rather than art because like art is art and you can be more free with art generative art is not art it's design so like we're really just trying to dance around like these just like there's honestly so much and i'm i'll answer anything you guys got um, but if I keep monologuing, I can monologue for hours. So we'll just break it apart. Piece by piece. <laughs> no, you're, you're good, bro. I seriously, I, what happened to Arcane Fu's, uh, form function profile? Cause I couldn't pull it up and I'm not sure why. Um, oh, and I searched for him and I couldn't yeah, see either. it. So I'm, uh, I, maybe it's just me. Uh, maybe Did the SEC bust in on him, dog? <laughs> oh shit. Wait, what the fuck? Yo, where'd he go? Oh, I, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I, I remember looking for it and I, I can't find it now. So I'm not sure what happened. I'm not sure if. Form function has some issues over there, but um, you guys saw Jim Raff. I posted it on the screen. Jim Raff is, I, I mean, he's incredible. And I, I really do put him up there with um, some of the best in the space right now. Like, Absolutely. you know, everybody talks about John Lay and everybody talks about, um, you know, high blinks and, and the scums of the world and stuff. But Jim Raff is right up there. Jim Raff ben, is him. Um, ben, what's his, I'm always going to butcher his last name. Boucher. Um, yes. Thank you. I, I always want to butcher his last name, but um is somewhat similar style like it's yes. it's nice seeing like an inspirations and in everybody's pieces where you can see like oh they kind of use a similar style but they have their own twist on it and so jim raff is right up there dude i love his work i remember seeing um jim raff's work when it, it was like 10 soul and now they're going for like 40 mm-hmm. 50 um like minimum and that's that's if you're lucky and it's one if you guys don't know about form function it's not nearly as as hot of a marketplace as exchange. Hopefully it's getting there. Hopefully the marketing marketing gets better because I like the experience better. But that's yeah. a lot for a form function piece. Like that is a really good piece. So yeah, definitely think you guys got a gem. Congrats on finding him early, dude. That is amazing. Yeah. yeah. No, it really has been a pleasure. Like he I can't say it enough. He's literally wonderful. Like he's just like he's just like the nicest guy. I don't know. He's gonna awesome. yeah. That's awesome. Um, we can talk a little bit. I do one. I would love to hit home. You're absolutely right. Like, art is art, but generative art is design, and I think that is so important. I think that's a, a something that a lot of people don't get, um, because there's a lot of complexities with it, right? I mean, it is like a series of if then statements. Like, if you yeah. have hair, you can't have then you can't have it spurting out the side of the helmet if you're having a helmet or something like that, right? It's just those little design things that. Um, go a long way and can make or break the generative collection. So it's going to be really interesting to see. I love that you're putting so much thought and process into it, but let's talk a little bit about the traits and everything like that. Like how many traits are you guys working with? Uh, what are we at right now? You don't have to give me a final number because no, I, I know the number. Like, 
I know the numbers. Um, we were at 158. Um, and we did the generations, and we just did not fuck with the generations. So now we're not at 158 anymore. Um, we're we're really going for. I don't know. We were naive, and like I, I don't want to say like, oh, I know it all. Like I'm generative art. I'm him. Whatever. Um, we are still learning as we go. I do feel relatively confident this time around that we're gonna nail it. Um, but like the first time we've finished the art like two or three times now, and like <clears throat> each time we've done it, it just hasn't given that it just hasn't been giving so this time around like oh i'm dying we're going for a little bit more of like a premium men's type of feel like something like <clears throat> holy shit I don't mean <laughs> yeah. all right yeah i'm dying all right so we're going for something like you know if you're like walking around the street like you're gonna see it i'm gonna see it like just like something people can actually relate to and wear um i think that mm, i don't know if you know a kid called beast on ethereum I wouldn't say that they're inspiration, but I just think the overall like aesthetic in terms of just like, ah, actually, that's a bad example. Um, we're just doing our own thing. Just like something you would see in everyday life, like something that you could say like, oh, I'll PFP that because like I literally own that. You know what I mean? Um, so that's kind of like the way we're going for it. And, and in terms of just like color and all these different things, like the first time around and, and the second and third time around, we were just using like a lot of like gradients or just like, colors that really shouldn't have been used um there's this one video on like just like color theory and one of the quotes at the end of the video which is so obvious but you don't really like think about it is like okay like yes you may have like a box of crayons that has like i don't know a thousand colors or no 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 you have your digital crayons you have a million colors whatever you don't have to use all of them um so after that we really went with like the 30 60 10 rule in terms of just like um okay like neutrals dark colors and then just like your highlights and just sort of your, your pop colors um and just along with that even just like a more toned down palette in general we literally i couldn't tell you how many colors we used the first time around um but this time around like if you have a red helmet and we draw a red jacket like a couple weeks later it's gonna be the same red um highlight shadow and and just like the primary it's always gonna be the same so we're really just like going through and just like refining um and something that i'm still trying to piece together because i would like to write a piece on it it's just like atomic design theory or just like that whole idea of like you have your atoms you have your molecules you have your organisms you have all these things which is like in terms of ui design it would be like your atoms is your typography and your colors and like your line width um and then your atoms are going to be your like your buttons or you know what i mean you just slowly scale up to you piece together a web page it's kind of the same thing so for us like we're trying to figure out, like, okay, like, this is the brush. This is the weight of the brush. This is the color palette. These are the primaries. These are the highlights. These are the shadows. Then from there, you just kind of piece all these things together. And um, that's kind of like what we're going for. And just in terms of trying to create a generative collection, would like to contribute to the way people do it. Because um, I feel like there's no, there's no really fucking book. There's no, like, oh, you need to do this, this, and this. I feel like so many projects fuck it up. Like even background colors, like don't get me started on the background colors. Don't get me started, but like there's no rhyme or reason. Like, and for us, it's really just about understanding the why rather than the how. Um, it's the journey, I guess, because like all these projects are like, oh, like <laughs> where's the content? Where's this? Whatever. All these like fuck ups and reiterations that we're doing. Like we have so much content. I could really speak about this for hours and hours and hours. So I don't really mind. It does get like a little upsetting at times because I, I do know that people want the art to be done. I know they want it to be delivered, um, but it's all part of the process. And like, I think, I think that it's getting to the point where 
the community we've curated, I see TryHard in the chat. Um, the community that we've curated has really just like been backing us on that and just like honestly pushing us to continue taking our time to some extent. So I really do like appreciate the patience. I cannot say how much I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're just like every day, we're just trying to like figure shit out and just like keep going. Um, Cause it is something that would like to say like, okay, like this is the project. This is what we spent so long on. And like, we want to share all of it. Like this is, this is how you do it. This is how you don't do it. Um, so that's just something we're going for. Yeah, man. It's great to hear. Once again, you're taking your time with this. You only get one chance for a new art upgrade unless your that's marketing plan point. is to, what's up? <laughs> that's a really good point. Cause if you fuck it up once, no one's going to trust you to go back nope. and fix it. Nope. And then you're just going to get well, drugged through crypto Twitter. So yeah. <laughs> oh God. That's, that's really valid. That's, that's actually the best point. Like that's something, uh, that's something that like Frank said to me when I, I don't know, whatever I, I said, I don't name it, but no, that's something Frank said. He was like, listen, like, you guys need to take as long as you need to take because, mm -hmm. like, if you fuck it up or something goes wrong, like, mm -hmm. this is the riskiest move you can make because if you don't execute properly, um, it's it's over. So it's, it's wraps. Like, no one's going to trust you to do it again. Like, it's just game over. And I was like, mm -hmm. that is terrifying, but you're right. It's it's so true, dude. True. And it, it is the nice thing about where you guys are right now, and it's something I've observed with NFT projects for a while. Cyber Samurai is, you know, uh, obviously a connection that both Dora and I have, mm -hmm. but it, it is once you've been around for this long, the people that are in your community and the ones that you've curated are the ones that are ride or die. Like oh, there yeah. is, they, they oh, give yeah. you so much more leeway than right off a of mint where, mm -hmm. you know, one single thing, all of a sudden you have like an incredibly price sensitive project where it starts, you know, absolutely uh, going down. And sometimes it's a blessing though, because that means that, you're finding the right people that are like, look, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Like this thing just minted. What do you mean? Like, of course it didn't 10X, especially in this market conditions. Um, and so you start weeding out the people that have unrealistic expectations or that don't align with your vision, which is totally fine. They're like, yeah, you know, this project isn't for me. Now that you've been through that point, like I think a lot of people would be like, do take all the time you want. Um, I'm glad I've been an early believer. I got in at a really good price or I've mm -hmm. been here from the, the bottom. I know door got in at cyber samurai, like under 0.3 soul. Um, yeah. and it's, is feeling just fine. And I'm sure a lot of people in Jakarta are like, dude, I was buying it like one yep. soul. This was easy money for me. And, and so they're starting to see the fruits of the labor. Mm -hmm. And once you start seeing that, that generative design that you have coming out with the art, it's, I, I think it really will make a difference. I already see it from your PFP. They are incredibly good-looking humans. And mm -hmm. to hit on your point, humans are so hard to nail, especially on a generative scale, right? Like like you mm -hmm. said, um, you know, with with farm animals and, and apes and chimps and everything like that, you have a little bit more wiggle room yes. because it, it plays to the imagination where, especially when you're going for something that is not just a human, it's not like a god mm -hmm. or, or anything, like you said, it is something or someone you'd see walking down the street, um, you know, with like streetwear attire or you know, wearing Hawaiian shirts or something like that and trying to make it stand out enough that people are like, you know what? I really vibe with this a whole lot. And and finding that mix is incredibly difficult. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, right now I am trying to find like this balance because obviously it won't just be like humans. Like we will have like cool skins or honestly the skins will go fucking crazy. But um, it's, it's just like not overdoing it. It's, I feel like Obviously, there has to be like that, like pop of color with the skins and just like that rarity implied with the skins. That's what people like to trade on. Um, but the factor of just having like the base character just straight up be like a normal guy that you'd see every day. Um, 
it is like really fucking hard. But like again, like I, I'm feeling very good about it this time around. Like this is this is the one. I usually tell myself this is the one, but actually this is the one. Um, like we're in a very controlled environment. So we're just <laughs> we're just trying to fucking figure it out. I don't know. But I am feeling I am feeling good about it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Dude, I'm excited. One, because yeah, I, I just love really good generative design. Um, you know, I'm I'm big in the one-on-one space, but a gen- like a good generative collection that's just really aesthetically pleasing throughout the board. And I always say your their floor your collection's only as good as your floors. Floor. Um, yeah. And so, you know, like we see it. I don't mind calling some projects out like Knittables um, recently. The, like some of the some of the one on ones, I'm like, those are pretty sick. And then you start seeing the floors, and you're like, what the fuck is that? Like, <laughs> what, what is that? That's an atrocity. So I always tell people like, you're you're only as good as your floors. I think Klanos is one, you know, a recent memory that did really good. Like, Lily. you see the deviation between the good ones and then the floors. Like, a lot of people are like, man, I just want one with like a sad face or a happy yeah. face or you know, it's just kind of like, you know, creeping around or something. And I think that's what makes a good collection. I mean, you see it across the board. D gods is another one where, dude, I, I, I don't, I know everybody has their opinion on D gods, but dead gods in like throughout the collection looks so good. And I like a floor looks like a floor to me, but it still is a nice looking floor. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what your floor looks like. I, you can give me all the one on ones you want, but let me see your floor and I'll let you know if it's a good collection. So I'm excited to see it. We can talk a little bit more about your future developments too. Do you guys have anything planned after you guys get through this design and start releasing it? Absolutely. Yeah. So in terms of the like actual release, um, they are all the NFTs are in that pre-revealed state, quote unquote. Yep. Um, everyone loves the manual reveal. Obviously, it is, it is an art upgrade, so there will be like some sort of a bump there with the SPL token. Um, but yeah, so like we want to do something a little bit more fun for the reveal, and in, in terms of just like, I mean, listen, we we found the one of one artists like back in July or August. Like we know a lot of the artists, um, so obviously we would like to throw some shit in and just like kind of spice it up a little bit. Um, but yeah, we would like to, this is all just temporary because we, we do have our rules in terms of like rarities because we do have to uphold rarities and in, in some one-to-one trade swaps. So right. this is all hypothetical, but I would like to put together some sort of special, um, I guess like burn to reveal mechanism where it's a little bit of a twist rather than just like you open one and you get what you get, whatever. Um, so that may be coming, um, a whole new website, like ro- we have like a, ro- we finished a roadmap graphic a really long time ago um which is still in play and we just haven't like had the time fucking like really market it and just put it out there but like new roadmap graphic new website all that type of shit will come out um new staking platform new just like honestly new staking um experience to some extent we want to try to play around with like oh just like put your nft well we want to go non-custodial but hypothetically um put your nft into this like you know staking wallet and just sit there and come back and like get your shit and you're done um we kind of want to make it a little bit more enjoyable not necessarily social staking but something along the lines of um i think that like the idea of achievements is really cool um so maybe play around with something like that just like something that people can actually interact with just connect your twitter connect your discord just you know not have to be a fucking whale to to be number one on the leaderboard whatever um so that should be exciting and then from there we um depending on where we move with spl tokens um i think it, what what it's really going to be for us is obviously the art obviously the community um 
UI UX is really important to me personally. It, it hits home for me. It's like one of my newfound skills since becoming a project founder is like I do all, all the UI design. Um, so, you know, that's like really important. But for me, it, it's definitely community. If the community is not vibing, if everyone's not having a good time, it doesn't fucking matter what, what products you roll out. It doesn't matter. Like, um, so community and art is number one. Um, and then for my community, UI UX needs to be on point. I don't want them using shitty websites. And then um, for the rest of the space, I mean, we, uh, I feel like we've learned a lot and I feel like we may not necessarily be acknowledged of learning a lot, but I feel like there's a lot of projects that are in similar positions to us. And just like for me, um, something I'd like to do is just like, okay, like this is how we did it. Just kind of outline it, document everything, um, just be helpful to some extent. And then obviously these products that um, we plan to build out to, you know, kind of support what we do want to do or, or not want to do with SPL tokens, um, I, I think for me is the focus is going to be like building infrastructure for that and being like, okay, like if you guys don't want to do X, Y, or Z anymore, or you guys want to do this, that, whatever, like we can help. Like, just let us know we've, we've been through it. We've fucking seen it all. Like, please just, just let me know what you need. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's it for me, but in terms of like utility, I don't really like talking utilities. Um, I think I really do think the most important thing is, is just like the community aspect. Um, you could build the best utilities on the entire, like, wait, you could build the best shit ever. If you don't have a community, like, it'll get boring, what? it'll die out, and no one will care. Doug, what, uh, I love what you said, because people forget that sometimes, not sometimes, you, uh, community is utility, man. It's like the friends that you make, the people that you, the connections that you make, the alpha that you get from talking to these people all the time, that's utility. Like, sometimes people expect passive income and to make a million dollars off of doing absolutely nothing. But what happens if you just contribute to a community, you can find 10 X more value than you could have gotten over on some Ponzi rev share project. So absolutely. I agree with you, man. Co a community is definitely the best utility out there. No, I, I feel like even with that part of it is like, okay, like when someone's going to sell, you say, okay, like how do I provide more utility to then, or sorry, not more utility not utility how do i provide more value to someone who's looking to sell by staying and mm -hmm. the answer is like okay for me like something that like me and one of my managers jacks i don't know if he's here or not we were talking about it and he was like listen like if i'm using like a youth pfp like i'm gonna get engagement and that is part of that's utility like part of that is utility like if i'm using youths like people are gonna answer my dms quicker that's part of the utility so mm -hmm. for me it really is just like building this really reputable sort of like just like presence to some extent. And, and that, that like starts for me too. It's like um, something that we say or just like kind of go by on the team is like, I say one, like one at a time or it only takes one or whatever, like um, improve 1% every day. It yeah. all starts with one. So I, I think it's like partially my job to be like, okay, like this is me. Like this is corrupt. This is our, you guys can call me Jake. I, I honestly might change the fucking corruption. It's getting old. Um, my name's Jake, but um, yeah, like this is Jake. Like fucking, this is his project. Like these are these are like these guys are his holders. Like answer. Um, I think um, yeah, but just like community, social presence, like that is all utility and that all provides value. So when I'm sitting here and it's like, oh, like what are you doing for utilities? What's this? What are you gonna do after that? Like oh, it's like people don't even care. No, <laughs> they, they don't even care. They think no. that they care. They don't give a fuck. Like, Dude, they no, care. they want to know the utility so they can find out bullish catalyst to know whether they to can exit. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's I, what they want to know like, yeah no you got to keep them bro you got to keep them on their toes like you don't you won't be saying mm -hmm. nothing um you well, just let it be like i think dude the whales in Chicon. I, I will say this um the fucking whales in Chicon 
is literally like they have like this you know like uh they have this, this little discord and i'm in the discord i leave and i join or i get kicked sometimes because they have like meetings and they just like i don't even know they just do whatever they do but like dude there's like fucking ds's in there like everyone's in there and they all just fucking chill they have like calls every weekend or some shit i don't even know like it, it's dope to see because it's like um i don't know the pump that we had recently from i don't know like five to eight or nine whatever that was that was like we didn't do anything that was them just Good. like that was them um that's the best was, pump to yeah. have man <laughs> dude, dude it's just like it's really the best pump. exactly because mm-hmm. like we didn't do anything we just kind of supported it and, and that was like something that i did like a little mini ama with them one day and i was like listen guys like we as a team like we can only do so much and it's like you know what i mean we can't just like keep on shoving shit on twitter or whatever um people want to see other people just like marketing being being kind of active like not shilling like don't shill just put on the pfp um which is kind of it's kind of a tough thing put on the pfp because it's not on chain i know people like me it doesn't feel like my pfp because it's not in my wallet so i do get that but i'm like all right yo like put on the PFP and just like go provide value to other communities. Mm-hmm. Just like go sit and chat, go make friends, just go be yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like we're kind of getting to this point where, I don't know, it, it feels like the sentiment around Gcon is like really, I mean, everyone's kind of like, Oh, what are they going to do? Like, I think if we nail it, which we will fucking nail it because we're going to have taken so long, we're going to nail it. Um, I just think, I don't know. I, I feel like it's there. Um, I'm not going to say like, oh, it's primed or like, oh, it's this, oh, it's that, whatever. I just know how much work we put into it. I know how much time and care goes into it. Like, I, I don't, I really don't think there's many other teams that are like at our size of which like, it's not that many people. Like, it's not that many of us. Um, size, floor price wise, like, I, I really just think we put in the extra effort. We put in the extra time. Like, I, I think hard work beats talent. Um, and I also think we have a lot of talent. So I, I just feel like we're in a really good spot. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. definitely position yourself well. And like I said, you guys came from, you know, getting at absolutely, I don't even want to call it, you guys got funded. Yeah. It was the hard that you guys got like handed and you just had to deal with it at the start. And you guys have been around and just grinded mm-hmm. through it. So there's nothing but respect for you guys. And obviously your community, I mean, they're, they're rabid and that, there's nothing yeah. better than a rabid fun community, not a rabid absolutely. bad community. I've had rabid mm-hmm. bad and it's, it's never fun to deal with. I do, do. Yeah. no, dude, they're the best. Like they actually are the best. Um, and even like talking about mint, whatever. It took like a while for us to get back to positive sense. Like when you go under mint, like first day, and mm-hmm. you don't recover first day, like it's fucking hard because then everyone just has this like poor taste in their mouth. They like mm-hmm. grinded for whitelist, so they bought whitelist, then they lost money, and it's like, all right, well, <laughs> fuck, like sorry guys, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, dude, it's like. People, once again, who don't work on a project, they don't understand how difficult it is to bring your floor price up instead of just, you know, rugging and then starting a new one. Glad you didn't rug, but it it shows how much grit and determination you have as a founder that you kept going, trying to bring value back to your project and bring that project back up vice the hundred founders who just got exhausted by that process or in, all intentionally just rugged because they knew how difficult it was. I was like, oh, Jackson's in chat. Yeah. Hi, Jackson. No, I, that's like exactly it too is I I don't understand just like the packing it up type of thing. Like I feel like especially now more than ever, like um we've been we've we've been through it um as a community and like for me right now, 
I work every day for right now I'm working every day for the art. I think that the art we're about to release deserves the best chance to succeed or to succeed. And that's something Ben said earlier in chat. Like they put so like the artists put so much work into it. Like I, I have to, like, I have to do right by them. I have to put this in a position where it can just blow up. Um, but also like my, my community and the people that have believed in me from, Oh, DS is here as well. Hey, um, DS. Yeah. Just like my community and, and everybody that's kind of been here. Like I, they deserve it more than me. Um, like they deserve to feel like they've won. They deserve to feel like they're, you know what I mean? One of the bets that they made paid off. Um, you know, I want these guys to be able to go into a discord and be like, Oh shit. Like he has a Japan. Like, yo, like, look how clean that is. Whatever. Like, yo, like, what is that? Um, that's kind of like the feeling I want them to feel like winners to some extent. I want them to feel like, Oh, like the Chads or like whatever. Um, because they deserve it. Like they, you know what I mean? Oh, got me all 100%. sad. But yeah, they, they deserve it more than me. Oh God, they deserve it. Yo, and uh, one minute. First off, I Magic Eden has absolutely been cranking through. I one, I I just you know wanted to delist the one Jacon I have listed because I love <laughs> it, dude. Honestly, I like I have I have three, so yes, I'm not I'm not DS or anything like that, but um, I I. I love it. I, I love that you guys are kind of focusing on what's going to add longevity to the project mm-hmm. rather than um, what's going to just pump us in the intermediate term or uh, the short to intermediate term because, dude, it, it it never works. It never works out in the long run. And, and people who pander to that kind of thinking are going to get burnt 99% of the time, right? It's, it's how can I add longevity to the project and where can we actually take this thing? Um, you guys obviously have thought about it. You guys have put an insane amount of thought into mm-hmm. um, art design, and I I really do think that you guys are going to hit, like hit it out of the park. I appreciate that. I, I really do appreciate it. Um, you know, we fucking I I hope so. I think so too. Um, but yeah, I mean, it means a ton. We um, I don't know. I don't really got words. Like we we really do put like a ton of fucking time into it, and like um there really aren't enough words to express that and like i honestly stress out about it because i i do want to start up a sub stack i don't know why it's just like all my to-do list is starting a sub stack like these are gonna like take fucking forever to write and just like break this whole thing down mm-hmm. um but i really would like to document you know the process no dude you that you type of that type of documentation is invaluable man we're deep bear right now but there's going to be another bull market eventually and then when Absolutely. that is people are going to be looking for resources like that to be able to launch their own project or learn from others mistakes and that that'll definitely help tons of people out man yeah i know that candy apple is writing his own version as well um he i don't know if he was mentioning he's he's like one of the the d god youths artists um but he's yeah. writing his own version on the thing as well and um i don't know like even there's just a lot that goes into it that people don't really pay attention to and like statistical rarity as well i haven't even touched on it but like there, there is a lot of like statistical rarity when you do like the art upgrade and like even shifting from 13 categories down to seven, um, which was previously eight is now seven. Like there are impacts on rarity and, and you do kind of need to do the math. Like we um, were with a guy, his name is exempt and he's just like really, he's, he's like a genius. I don't know how the fuck he does it, but like he literally went through like all, all the Jikons and like if it had a one-to-one swap, it would make sure that it stayed in the common. We have these rarities because you can't do a one-to-one trait swap and maintain one-to-one rarity. It's not impossible, but it's, it's next to very, very, very improbable. So he literally went through this spreadsheet and just like, if it had like a purple hoodie, which is a one-to-one swap and it had like a crown, 
he would go through and make sure that, okay, like if your Jacon is an epic and it has a purple hoodie and a crown, you'll have a purple hoodie and a crown. Like he literally sat there and just like fucking went through it like zero to 8,888. And like, he did a pretty good job. Like from my understanding, there were like a few mix-ups on the borders of like epic and rare and then like common, uncommon. Like that's where it got kind of messy. For the most part, he, he killed it. Proud of him. He did a good job. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, dude, once, I, I love talking to you, man, because you are voicing a lot of uh, the difficulties of behind That me. people don't understand. Yes, man. Yeah. Yes, dude. It's like everybody's just sitting there on the Twitter space talking about we're building, hanging out we're building. No, dog. It's like you're not building until you're like no, building an actual shit, project. <laughs> no, I feel like that, man. No, I feel like the other thing is um, – I don't know. I see. That's what I mean. Is like no. I feel like they don't really get it. And especially for Solana founders, I like seeing the conversations of like, oh, like Solana founders have it so much harder than ETH founders. I totally fucking agree. I totally agree. Like, um, Mm -hmm. but to some extent, I feel like uh, there's just not people don't really know like the work that goes into it. I feel like Mm -hmm. that's something else I want to do. Is like when we push all this out, like I want to talk about the work that went into it because a, it's interesting. Mm -hmm. B, there's people who may not have thought it was interesting. Like for me, I wasn't. When I first got in the space, believe it or not, I'll be honest here, I wasn't the biggest art guy. I didn't have like the biggest eye for it. I didn't really get it. Mm -hmm. And like, I I always grew up and it was like, oh, like you're a logic, you're logic. You know, they say right brain, left brain, whatever, like Mm -hmm. logic versus creative. Oh, you're logic, you're logic, you're logic. I'm not logic based. I'm I'm way more creative than I am logical. Mm -hmm. And like this whole process too, and why I'm being such like an asshole about it is like, I didn't realize that about myself until I started this. Mm-hmm. um and, and for me like i think i am starting to have that eye for things and just like even like ui design and all that type of stuff like um i, I think that we always do like, these things where it's like okay like define jacon in like one sentence like you know those one sentence pitches whatever and i'm never able to do it because i feel like we haven't really established like a culture like we we have a culture i just don't have words for it and the other thing is like mm-hmm. i feel like as a team and as a project like we're still learning um mm-hmm. and it's okay to say that like we're not we're not perfect like we don't fucking we don't know everything um but like to understand that like we are still learning and we're still like finding out about ourselves and like what we're good at is i think that's part of it as well and i i, I just don't think that there's many people that are like willing to admit that in the space um yes. but yeah like we i don't know honesty and transparency is, is just like the go-to so so Dude, see, I like you, buddy. And I'm and I know the chat's blowing up. They're like, oh door, I'm gonna buy a couple, two or three G cons once we get off stream today. So stop, don't front run me or start listing now. Front run, no, run, them. Front run them right now. Everybody get them. Go D-list, D-list Jacon. We're buying. I um I was just gonna say you're right, dude. It's I appreciate your transparency, and I'm always drawn to founders who are very transparent and try not to hype up or give some crap about or try to be something they're not to be. If you're still working yourself out and you're learning from your mistakes, I think that's the most important thing because you're going to continue to try. You're going to be adaptable. You're going to figure things out instead of somebody sitting up here acting like they have the answer to everything in this fastest heck space. Yo. So like, yeah, I appreciate your transparency, dog. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I think, I really think that that's like the right way to go about it. I hate, I hate to, like, even, I don't know, I don't know if you remember fucking Frank and Fox and Dev fighting the other day on Twitter about just, like, oh, like, you guys deliver nothing for your holders, but Famous That's Fox makes true. a lot of money. And then they're, like, and then Famous Fox is, like, oh, well, you guys just overhype everything. I think there's a very fine line. I, I don't think yeah. that you need to be on both ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, mm-hmm. both ends are, are really good. And when you talk about equilibrium, 
Um, I think that what Frank does is obviously fantastic, bro. He's literally, I don't even know how he does what he does. Like the growth hacking and marketing on his side is incredible. Foxy Dev is polar opposite, like totally yes. just delivers silent, whatever. I think that equilibrium outweighs both of them. And I think that we, we obviously have a fuck ton to prove. And I'm not even going to say like, we're on the same level as mm-hmm. Frank or Foxy Dev, but like, there is a fine line. I think that just like being honest, not really overhyping, not really like, overpromising nothing but also not under promising like there's just a fine line of just like this is what it is this is what it's going to be and like you guys are gonna fuck with it and mm-hmm. like everyone's gonna rock with it like there there is a way to do it i think that both sides are wrong and in, in their little argument I, I just think there is a middle ground to find and that's something that yes. again like we're trying to navigate as well like how do yeah. we market without being misleading how do we like not lead people on how do we not like we like to say blue ball like how do we not blue ball these guys like Literally, how do we just like fucking operate as like an honest and be like, okay, like they're working. We know the Chicago team is working. They're going to figure it out and it'll come when it makes sense to come and everything will be good to go. Pause. But like, yeah, like what the fuck, bro? Um, I don't know. No, dude, once again, dog, I feel you. Like, I feel people either have too narrow of a definition of utility or have too wide. Yes, too wide. It's like there's utility for each project. And like we can talk about categories like your tech based utility, such as Foxy, isn't going to have the same hype behind it, nor does it need to have the same hype behind it as Frank. But when Frank is trying to build stuff, but when you're focused more like Frank's an excellent marketer, probably the best on Solana NFTs because DGOTs and Utes wouldn't have been number one and two without that. So you can feel in some type of way about him. It doesn't matter. But saying that he's not as good marketing is not understanding the market. Uh, so you can't compare and say Frank isn't as good as Foxy. Well, they're in completely two different things. Like, why are you trying to compare them? Yeah. They're good in their own right. So stop just trying to either have a narrow definition and say, oh, Frank hasn't built any. Yes, yes he has. He's built a great community and he's he amazing. Community and presence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's like, there's a broader definition to what it considers to be a great builder or a great founder than not applying to your narrow definition of whatever you think utility is. Absolutely. Dude, it's a lot of NFTs, man. Yep. <laughs> yeah. NFTs. yeah. Dude, I mean, it's, well, it's true. One, I mean, door and corrupt Jake, you guys handled yeah. that conversation incredibly well. I can't really do anything besides echo those sentiments. I will say Mike, a lot of people are like, oh, you just operate off hype. Dude, capturing attention is one of the best it's utilities really hard. you can possibly mm-hmm. have. Like, mm-hmm. what yes. are you talking about? If mm-hmm. he captured attention yep. in Solana NFTs, no less. Like, yes. the fact he's moving to Ethereum just shows, like, one, he's outgrown our ecosystem. Like, yes. what else is he going to do on Solana? And then, two, he knows that, man, if I already conquered Solana, which is not – so, it's not a community that understands the value of attention capturing um, – and I can become the number one on ETH, which I know he's vying for. Like, why else would you move over there? He wants to conquer more, more lands. Um, yeah. Dude, why, why don't more owners have that ambition? Like, it, it doesn't have to be. Like you said, if you're utility focused, you keep doing you, boo-boo. You stay in your yep. lane. If you want to capture attention and you're good on that, like, go for it. But if you want to just uh, develop the best consumer focused uh, goods and services, Go for it. Do your thing, but yeah. don't knock on somebody else for gathering attention and being really good at marketing. Like yep. that's silly to me. Um, and vice versa, right? Like, oh, they're not good at marketing or anything. So they're building the best products like on Solana or something, you know. And so I, I think at the end of the day, nobody wins there. Um, it's a really bad conversation to have. But um, corrupt. I do want to talk to you a little bit about the the burn to earn the next generation. 
Um, I don't know if you yeah. know. Again, I have I have zero interest in Cyber Samurai besides the what twenty eight I own. Not financial advice. Don't do it um, or do it. I don't know. Cyber Samurai is great. It, it is another rabbit community, just like Jacon, dude. They always show up. So, um, I one of the things we had was Tensei, and I don't know if you heard about Tensei or saw it, but if you guys are curious, we also had carryover traits and stuff. Yep. When it came to that again i have no financial interest in, in it I, and i want to say it before door does because he actually is the coo over there um <laughs> and so i i see a lot of crossover so if you ever want to talk to them like I, yeah i actually yeah. have a conversation i i think door i think that we assimilate on many of the same things i think yes. we probably will have to have a, a private call at some point yes i would like um, that and that's why i was vibing with you i'm like man he sounds like no i, I was saying <laughs> bro really gets it bro really gets yes it. um <laughs> Dude, shit's fucking. It's hard. Oh god, it's hard. I, yeah, I, like, dude, I, I know. Seen... Yeah, dude, we'll talk. We can talk more about it in a private talk, conversation, yeah. but it'd be great we'll, to talk. We'll to talk, bro. We will talk. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm down for that. Yeah, just fucking here. I'll, I'll send my Discord in the group chat after. Cool. We can talk. Sounds good. W. Man, so, yeah. building bridges over here, not burning them. You love to see it. That's what rare fun's all about. So. <laughs> all right. Well, guys, dude, this hour's flown by. I feel like we could yes, talk yeah. for like another two hours, and I always say that because we have the best guests. I don't know what it is, but like. I've I've never had an interview on Rare Fun because I think we vet our projects. One, we yeah. know like, dude, I don't care who you are. If you have worked your way up from literally being like a sub one soul to where you are now, like, dude, you you doing something right over there? So like, no brainer, right? And so you guys you guys are definitely crushing it. I bought the three Jacons a while ago, um, and so I'm glad I held on to them. And are you up? So yeah, yeah, I'm up. Yeah, I'm up. Yeah, I bought I bought uh right before this most recent pump, so it was a couple of months ago. I do have mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, give shouts to DS because uh, DS uh, DS gets a lot of what I I do as far as you know the market sentiment and everything like mm-hmm. that. Um, guys, yeah, go DS. Go. Sorry, real quick, Bison. DS, your fucking timeline, solid dog. Like yeah. one of the most base takes consistently. W takes. Yeah, so he he definitely I I didn't realize that you guys because you guys were on my radar when you guys first announced the art rework and then I found out it was by Jinrap. I was like, dude, so sign me up. And so I, I held him a while back, ended up uh selling towards top. I was like, I need liquidity and got back in. And so now I'm still up. I'm happy. Let's go. Absolutely. Um but at the end of the day, seriously, uh Jake, it has been uh, nothing but a pleasure talking to you. Um yeah, I'm so yeah, excited to see what you guys cook up. Thank you so much. No, I uh, I, don't know, I rock with this. We'll have to do another one with Joe. I swear to God, we got to do another one with Joe. Yeah. Um, and mind. another one I'm not saying. We, do you guys always do these so early in the morning? <laughs> Dude, hey, Actually, I mean, oh, wait, let me rephrase that. I sound like a fucking moron. <laughs> it's not early in the morning. I just <laughs> – the, the poor preparation. Like, I didn't have my morning shower yet. I sound like shit. But we'll, we'll do another one if you guys are down. Like, I, I bugged that you guys are cool. Um, yeah, just good conversation. It flowed really well. Um, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, thank you guys so much. Yeah, Thank no, you, seriously, man. it's been a pleasure. Um, yes, we do stream for those who of you who are watching for the first time. One, please do us a huge favor, help us grow the channel by hitting that subscribe button down below. Um, shout us out on Twitter, we love to see it. We do upload these episodes to podcasts right after the episode, so they are on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And we do stream every Tuesday, Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have been growing a bit, we have been having a lot of interviews, so we may have to cater to a little bit more. Um, possible shows being added into the future, but you know, be on standby over under promise over deliver. Right. Um, but indeed, <laughs> we definitely, we, we love, uh, the Solana ecosystem. We love NFTs in general and web three and growing it. 
um, and love putting people like yourself and the project and what you guys are trying to do to further the ecosystem is nothing short of extraordinary. So I appreciate you guys staying around. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. And so like we always extend to our guests, if you want to do like a three month or six month checkup or whatever that happens, Mm -hmm. um, I'd love to see like post reveal what happens next, all that good stuff. We can talk about that in our next show, but we'd love to have you back on Jake. And um, we can talk about that offline. Absolutely. W. W. Yeah, I'm all right. We got to do a nighttime show next time. Okay, that all right, we can good. do that, dog. All right, that sounds <laughs> good. well, thank you guys so much for watching. Seriously, we do appreciate all of your support. Uh, Jake, we appreciate your time. Dora, appreciate you as always, Thanks. my appreciate man. You, dog. Next time, we'll have Joe as well, and uh, mm-hmm. we'll catch you on the next episode of Rare Flood Radio. Have a great weekend, everybody. Peace. Thank you so much.